This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll Rav Nassin was a well-known opponent of the Baal Shem Tov. Every morning when he would say Berkot HaShachar, the morning prayers, he would add an extra prayer saying, Thank you Hashem for not making me a chassid. And one day he came out of the yeshiva in the town of Brody when he saw some of the yeshiva bachrim collecting stones by the side of the road. And he said to them, What's going on? They said, You don't know. The Baal Shem Tov is coming to town. And it's a mitzvah for us to stone him when he arrives. So we're collecting stones now to throw at the Baal Shem Tov. And Rav Nassin, who had opposed the Baal Shem Tov since he'd heard about him, he figured, yeah, it is a mitzvah to oppose the Baal Shem Tov. I'm going to pick up some stones and put them in his pocket. And when the Baal Shem Tov arrived, he went to a shul that was friendly to the Hasidim and was accepting an audience. People could come and ask questions, ask for brachas, and Rav Nassin, he always thought to himself, if he could only sit down with the Baal Shem Tov and explain to him how wrong his ways were, maybe he could convince the Baal Shem Tov to do tshuva. And he had another problem. He knew that it was forbidden to make judgments on another person without actually meeting them and knowing anything about them. And here he had been judging the Baal Shem Tov for so long without ever meeting him in person. So he went over to the shul where the Baal Shem Tov was taking in an audience and got in line. And within an hour or so, it was his turn to meet the Baal Shem Tov. Now the Baal Shem Tov had heard of Rav Nassin because first of all, he was a well-known rabbi. But secondly, he was known as a great opposer of the Baal Shem Tov. And when the Baal Shem Tov saw Rav Nassin, he said to him, My sweetest friend, Shalom Aleichem. I'm so happy you came. I'm sure you have many questions for me. Please sit down and ask your questions. Take as long as you want. Don't worry about the other people standing outside. I'm here for you and will answer anything and everything you ask. So the first question that Rav Nassin asked was, you say all the time, Rabbi Sile, that you've innovated a new practice, a new way of serving Hashem that had been hidden to previous generations, and only a special soul like you merited to bring those practices down. Don't you know that if your way of worshiping Hashem is an innovation, that it's completely forbidden by the Torah and could be considered idol worship? Another question he asked was, how could you possibly say that when a water carrier, who's nearly illiterate and certainly doesn't know the Torah that the rabbis like I know, when that water carrier or that woodchopper davens and he sings to Hashem and dances in his davening, that he can reach a higher place than the great rabbis like me? How could you possibly say something like that? And he asked a few more questions, and then the Baal Shem Tov started to answer. He said, first of all, nothing that I'm teaching is new. The lessons that I brought to the world that had been hidden for generations were very simple and were always there. The first one is that we have to serve Hashem with joy. And that yes, it's important to learn halacha and to know the law, of course. But if you're doing it from a dry place with no joy whatsoever, and along comes a simple Jew who can barely read words in Hebrew, but has memorized some davening, And while he's carrying the water, he's reciting to Hillim by heart. And not just that, doing with such joy that he's singing and dancing. So I'm telling you, Rabbi, 
That Jew has a neshama, just like you have a neshama. And maybe your neshama isn't reaching the heights that that simple Jew's neshama is reaching. The Baal Shem Tov said another thing that I brought to the world, that had always been there, but that just people weren't aware, was that everything that happens to a person, or that a person sees or hears, can be a lesson in their service of Hashem. And if you reach a truly high level, you will be able to see Hashem in everyone and everything. Let me give you an example of how Hashem is running the world down to the smallest detail. Once there was a man who was sleeping in the middle of the night, and a bed bug bit him and caused him to jump out of bed. <clears throat> and he realized he was thirsty, so he ran to the kitchen to get something to drink. And since it was late and it was dark, he bumped into a barrel of water, causing it to spill onto a bed of burning coals that would have lit the house on fire. And when he returned to bed, he saw that a beam in the ceiling that he needed to fix but didn't get around to had fallen onto his bed. And had he remained in bed, he probably wouldn't be alive right now. Now, if this man was an atheist, then he would just say this was by chance. This was just luck. But someone who believes in God and knows that Hashem is running the universe, that person can see how Hashem's divine providence caused things to happen. And a person who sees this again and again and again strengthens their faith, and they know without any doubt whatsoever that Hashem is running the world. And just at that moment, a goy, a non-Jew, knocked on the window where the Baal Shem Tov was having people over. And he sticks his head in the window, and he's got a band of metal hoops rested on his shoulders, and some tools, and he says to the Baal Shem Tov, do you have any pails or barrels or vessels or anything that needs repair? And the Baal Shem Tov says to him, go in peace, my friend. Everything in my house is in order. And then the Goy looks at Rav Nassin, and he says to him, what about you, Jew? You have something that needs fixing? And Rav Nassin is just sitting there, and he says, get out of here. We're having a conversation here. You're bothering us. And so the guy leaves, and the Baal Shem Tov turns to Rav Nassin, and he says, you see, this is exactly what I was telling you. Is this man not a messenger from Hashem coming to teach us a lesson? Do you understand? That could have been Eliyahu Navi. And this is what I've been telling you this whole time, that if someone is aware, they will see Hashem in everything that happens to them, or everything they see or hear. Here this man was coming and asking if we had any barrels to fix. But really he was asking you, what do you have to fix in your life? Rav Nassin, do you have cracks in your barrels where the water is leaking out and it needs to be repaired? Maybe you have cracks in your heart or your soul, or your mind or your character traits that need improvement. That's really what he was asking. And the Baal Shem Tov said, I believe that there's no coincidence in the world. And every time I experience something like this, it strengthens my faith in Hashem. I know that you oppose me and you oppose my ways. But if you think about what I taught you, you'll realize that this is really the way to see the world. And Rav Nassin, he stands up and he paces around the room. He says to the Baal Shem Tov, you know, everything you told me, it makes a lot of sense. But I just can't accept it. I mean, I could never become one of your Hasidim. I'm already an old man. And I'm one of the elder rabbis in the community. I've opposed you for years and years. I'm sorry if I misjudged you, Rabbi Yisrael. But one of your Hasidim, that I simply cannot be. And the Baal Shem Tov said to him, you know, maybe you didn't learn the lesson yet. But you will see that eventually Hashem will send you a sign. That if you really want to be a chassid, no matter how much opposition there is outside of you or inside of you, then you can do it. And with that, the rabbi left the Baal Shem Tov's room, and he started going on his way. 
And within a few seconds, he sees a non-Jew who has a wagon that was full of bricks and the axle had broken and he needed help carrying the bricks to another wagon. And he sees the rabbi and he says, hey, Jew, come over here. The rabbi goes over and he says, what? What do you need? He said, I need some help. Don't you see? Give me a hand and help me put these things back on the other wagon. And the rabbi looks at him. He says, but I can't. I'm an old man and I'm weak. I can't do this. And the guy says to him, you know what? It's not that you can't do it. You just don't want to do it. If you really wanted to do it, you could. And Rav Nassim, he's standing there and he says to himself, this is it. This is what the Baal Shem Tov just taught me, that everywhere I look, I can see a message from Hashem. He didn't know what to do. Should he go back to the Baal Shem Tov and tell him that he got it? Or help this non-Jew to put the bricks on the other wagon? So first he helped with the bricks and found some more people to help as well. And when the wagon was in order, he went back to the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov was surprised to see him. And he said, you're back already? And Rav Nassim said, Rebbe, I got it. You told me that if I was on the level, I could see Hashem in everything. And I just walked outside. And there's this guy with his wagon broken and the bricks that he needed help with. And I told him, I'm too weak, I can't do it. And he said to me, if you wanted to, you could. And Rav Nassim said, I got it now, Rebbe. If I want to be your chassid, I can. And now I'm ready. Please, let me stay with you and learn more about your ways. And the Baal Shem Tov said to him, of course. I'm here for you, Rav Nassim. But before that, tell me what's in your pocket. And Rav Nassim, he says to the Baal Shem Tov, what are you talking about, what's in my pocket? He says to him, look into your pocket, put your hands in your pockets. And Rav Nassim puts his hand in his pockets, and discovers that he has two stones that he had collected by the side of the road that he had intended on throwing at the Baal Shem Tov. And now he was so embarrassed. He said, Rebbe, please, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean this. And the Baal Shem Tov said, can I please have the stones? So Rav Nassim, he hands him the stones. And the Baal Shem Tov kisses them and then walks out of the room with Rav Nassim and goes straight to the Aron Kodesh, the holy ark and the shul. He opens the curtain. He opens the doors. And once again kisses the stones and puts them in the ark. And Rav Nassim said, Rebbe, I don't understand. This is very strange. What are you doing? And the Baal Shem Tov says, Rav Nassim, you picked up these stones in order to do a mitzvah. You thought it was a mitzvah to oppose me, and you thought it was a mitzvah to throw the stones at me. So since they were for a holy purpose, I want to kiss them, and they deserve to be in the Aron Kodesh. And with that, the two of them sat and learned for several days, until in the end, Rav Nassim became one of the closest, most staunch followers of the Heilige Baal Shem Tov. Lie, lie, lie.
Thank you so much for listening. As always, my sweetest friends, there are two new supporters of the podcast that I want to thank. The first is Jean-Luc in Montelimar, France. What an honor to get a contribution from France. And the other one, from also an unexpected place, thank you to Chris in Wyala Nori in Australia. Quite amazing. The podcast just keeps reaching further and further. And that's thanks to you, my friends. Thanks to you sharing this podcast, telling your friends about it, and sharing the love. So if you haven't done so yet, please make sure to share this with your friends. And wherever you're listening, please consider leaving a five-star review or a like or a comment, depending on where you're listening. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to our next story together.